Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Mitch Webb. He is a corporate sales executive turned health coach after surviving Lyme disease, mold toxicity, chronic fatigue, and debilitating anxiety. He now empowers others to take their lives back with mindset, diet, and lifestyle choices. Welcome to the show. Hell, thank you so much. It's uh, the honor's all mine. Oh man, uh, this is a laundry list of terrible things. <laughs> I don't know, like what? Oh my gosh! All right, so just tell us. Uh, I mean, to start, what what were the first symptoms of anything that you started to notice where you're like, man, something's not right? Um. All right. So I was traveling in Europe, uh, a bit of a, a party boy, and uh, uh, Germany was playing for the World Cup. Uh, right when we got there, they're playing for third place. Whole town's going crazy. You know. As, an, as a 19-year-old kid who, you know, legal, legal drinking age, being 21, you could say I, I cut loose a little bit and uh, fell out of a, a second-story window the first night we were there, hit my head. Um, the first symptoms, I started having, like, uh, out-of-body kind of vertigo experiences, kind of almost like a disassociation. I would see my body. I remember being on the train stop and seeing my body walk off the train, and I felt like I was still there. Um, okay. That's definitely weird. And is this after, this is like, so you think that that's related at that point you're thinking, Oh, this is related to the fall. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a bad hangover, right? I mean, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a hangover. Some people would be like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I want some interesting, uh, cool out of body visuals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it felt, I mean, it was insane. I, uh, I started having like really weird dreams. I had, this is kind of funny. I've never told anybody this before. I had this dream. Um, so we were like staying up all night and sleeping during the day, basically. And so we'd come back and take these naps. And I remember taking this nap and I'm being pushed around a hospital uh, in, a, in a hospital bed by Wayne Brady. And he keeps telling me, um, you know, Wayne Brady from like uh, the comedy show. He's been in lots of different movies. And he keeps yeah. telling me like, dude, you're sick, man. You got a brain tumor. Something's in your brain. And uh, I was like, and then he'd go, psych, just kidding. There's nothing wrong with you. And, it was, and I would wake up in just pure fear. Um, I'd never felt what anxiety was before and started experiencing um, anxiety at that time. Okay, wow. So Wayne Brady induced <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's trippy. All right. Yeah, yeah. And um, started started getting where I... I didn't feel comfortable in public. You know, I've always loved being the, the center of, of the of attention and life of the party. And, um, you know, I would just feel odd. Lights were kind of affecting me weird. If I if I stared at a, if a light hit me wrong, it would kind of like make me uh, want to look away. And um, my, my sleep was terrible. I even when I got back home, um, was having to use alcohol to go to, to fall asleep and, and would wake up a couple hours after that. So was just was just kind of upside down. Well, what did anyone say about it or what was the next? I mean, because you have a laundry list of things here, but what, oh. how long did this go on before, you know, what, what happened next? Well, you know, I, I didn't, when I was there, I didn't mention it to anybody. Um, like I said, I thought I was a bad hangover. I, I couldn't eat for a couple of days. My stomach was feeling really weird. And um, once I got home, 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of telling mom and dad what's going on. Like I'm having a really tough time sleeping. I don't feel comfortable in public. You know, lights are really hitting me weird. So they're like, you know, go to the on-campus doctor. And I remember walking in there and this guy, I, I tell him my symptoms and he writes down on a piece of paper, the word anxiety. And I'd never heard that word before. I was like, what is that? I don't know what that is. And he goes, well, you have, uh, you know, you're having panic attacks. You're having generalized anxiety. So we're going to put you on medication. So right there, I accepted, you know, this diagnosis. I chose to be at effect of this head injury. And, uh, you know, right around the same time, I also started getting this rash on the bottom of my feet. And, and uh, I was a, a bit of a, a hippie, ch- chippy child. I was going to a bunch of different music concerts and not wearing a lot of clothes. And I thought I just got into some poison ivy or something, you know, and right. uh, ended up being autoimmune psoriasis. And so again, I got another label. You've got psoriasis. You're going to take this immune suppressing drug. And um, this is just, this is what your immune system does. It attacks itself. And so I, I, I chose those labels and I, I felt like, you know, that was who I was at the time. Well, and it's hard not to, when you don't do investigating, we trust these doctors. They tell you, you have something and you assume you do. No one said, but why? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess you got to the why at some point. Okay. So continue on. What's the trajectory of the tragedies? <laughs> so they put me on uh, benzodiazepine. So Klonopin. Uh they start giving me in Braille. Uh, both of those things uh, control, you know, the symptoms that I've got, put band-aids on the symptoms, if you will. And I kind of went, went about my way. I, um, a couple years later, when it, I mean, I was able to sleep during college. It definitely helped. But I, my friends would call me Blackout Mitch because I didn't know that these drugs were sedatives that, you know, if you, you combine them with alcohol, that's not a good thing. And I would, you know, black out whenever I drank and um, just didn't really know what was going on. And so a couple of years go by, I go into the workforce and to uh, my family owns a, a, a large printing business. And um, I start a guy comes in one day and he tells me about Bulletproof Coffee. He's like, you know, you got to try this stuff. It's awesome. And so I was kind of, you know, I was into health. I was, you know, eating a lot of vegetables, I guess, and making my own kombucha and learning about supplements and was kind of making the connection that the better I ate, the better I felt. And so he talked about this Bulletproof Coffee thing and this Dave Asprey guy. And so I start researching this and um, decide I'm going to do it. And uh, kind of a funny thing happened. Dave at the time was saying, hey, you know, if you eat a lot of calories and that's me and you're going to make this your breakfast then go ahead and throw a half a stick of butter in there. All right. So me being a, a fresh out of college kid, I had no idea what a, a stick of butter was. And so when you buy the Kerrygold sticks of butter, they're like, what, two sticks together? Oh, God, and yeah. So right, I chopped right. this thing in half. And oh so you had a full stick of butter. Stick. Yes. And so I'm like waiting to have a heart attack all day long because I've got MCT in there too, probably multiple tablespoons of that. But a funny thing happens. I... um I didn't eat that day. And all of my anxiety that I've been carrying for the last seven, eight years, it completely went away. And so that was yeah, like my isn't that interesting. Yes. I'm and surprised so, you didn't it, have like an ass blowout with the <laughs> and the butter in there. <laughs> that would be a little bit TMI, but I, I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, at that point I decided to, to really give this paleo diet, uh, you know, a, a shot. That's kind of when I found out about Mark and found out about Primal and started doing this. I think I did the Bulletproof diet at first, which is basically a, a paleo diet, just, you know, really clean, I would say. And um, started started getting my life back. I mean, I, I was, I was, I chose to, to cause an effect at this time. I said I was at effect. 
you know, from the, um, from the head engine, that's something I work with my clients on is, is choosing to, no matter what the situation is, like, let's, let's change this. Let's, we can make this better. And so for me, it was, it was food at that time. And, uh, you know, just started seeing some amazing benefits. I, I started to wean off of my Klonopin that I was taking. Um, I'm, I'm really getting into health. I'm listening to all the podcasts and trying the most cutting edge stuff that I can find. And then uh, my wife and I moved into a house uh, together. We were dating at the time. And after about three months, all my symptoms came back like twofold. Um, I, I really wasn't sleeping. I had to double my medications. Um, started asking friends and, and people I knew who had stronger medication for that because I thought that's just that's just the only option that I had. And um, found myself, thank God, in a functional medicine doctor's office. And, you know, that's like a three hour intake versus like a 15 minute, um, you know, primary care visit. And they said, you know, I think there's a deep, I was there because I thought I had a drug problem. I'm like, man, I've been asking people for these really strong meds. Mine aren't working anymore. You know, I'm staring awake and looking at the ceiling at three o'clock in the morning. My eyes are bleeding. I just feel like I'm going to die. And I got to get off these meds. I don't know what, you know, 30 or 40 is going to look like at this point. It's really getting scary. And um, they said, you know, I think there's a deeper issue here. And we ended up finding uh, black mold in the house. It was uh, Clemson University said it was one of the worst cases they've seen. Um, confirmed that I had Lyme disease as well. So my immune system was lowered enough that Lyme disease is kind of like an opportunistic pathogen. So my immune system had suppressed it, had come in contact with it in the, in the past. But now because of the immune system is suppressed, it came out. And so now I'm you know, my joints are hurting. Um, after every workout, I thought it was normal to like ice up like for the rest of the day. Um, by the way, did you, let me interject. Did you ever remember like a bullseye rash or getting bitten by a tick as a kid or oh, any time dude, in your life? I mean, you can hear my Southern accent. I mean, I, uh, I've been bit by ticks my whole life, you know, I've been out. <laughs> so, so you were just, you were just yeah. limed up. Yeah. Limed up. Now there was a particular instance where we had bought some land and we went out there and camped one night and I woke up and I'd got these little tiny ticks that I'd never seen before. And what I understand is they, they carry, well, I mean, I don't know which ones carry more, but they, they certainly got me and, uh, you know, I had five or six of them on me that morning, picked them off. Um, you know, that could have been it, but I never had any kind of bullseye rash or anything like that, that it was said that would have told me that, you know, I've got, no, I'm writing a note to myself. Don't go freaking camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I had an incredible, that's another story, but I, I love camping. I, yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I do too. I just, I'm definitely not going to, to, to those places. Well, like people, people in the Lyme community, I hear this all the time and they're like, man, like they, they get to where they're afraid to go outside and, and, you know, nature is, I mean, that, that's healing in itself. I mean, I went camping on the weekend and, and got Absolutely. the best sleep of my life. Um, and so I see that in the Lyme community a lot. And I want to just put that out there. Like, there's no reason to be afraid of, of nature. And there's so many things you can do to protect yourself going in. There's this uh, product called like Promethean, I believe is, is what it is. You soak your clothes in it and you're pretty much, you're bulletproof. But yeah, so just, I'm always just trying to think about the mindset that, that comes along with, with health and wellness and, you know, having fear and having, um, thinking that you're got to protect yourself or, you know, that's, that's going to send the wrong signal to our genes and, and, and manifest the wrong situations, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So now you, so now this functional doctor's like, um, actually you're screwed with all of these things. And so tell us like, what did you do to move forward? And other than obviously you're, you're 
controlling and keeping a really healthy diet. Um, what are some things that changed or what did you have to do to get through this? Oh, I mean, so it's kind of a sticky, it's, it's the story goes on. Um, we start detoxing from line. Um, we also find out that I have heavy metals that are off the charts. Uh, so it's my lime mold, heavy metals at this time is what we're, we're looking at. And, you know, they're putting me through all these detox protocols, liver gallbladder cleanses, um, you know, different diets, um, to, to try to detox. And it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. Now I'm also way ahead of the curve, I would say. So I'm like, hyperbaric oxygen. I got a hyperbaric oxygen at my house at that time. I was doing infrared saunas and cryotherapy and Wim Hof breathing and I'm, I'm exercising really hard and I'm learning so much about all the, from all the, you know, cutting edge guys that are coming on different podcasts and try, I'm trying every supplement you can imagine. So I, I'm kind of a different patient. I would literally be in the office with like 10 doctors around me and just I'm asking them more questions than they're asking me. Like I'm trying to get ahead of this. And, and I never wanted to identify as someone who had Lyme. So I started and I, and I saw that the people in the waiting room were a lot worse off than I was, or at least that's that's the mindset that I had. And I'm like, I got to help these people because I'm trying so many things. It felt like I was the only one that was getting better sometimes. And I would come in and I'd say, hey, what are you dealing with? And they'd tell me their symptoms. I'd say, oh, man, I felt that before. You got to try this, this, and this. And you know what? It'd be cool if we stayed in touch. And, like, if you if you have a tough time, you know, let me know how I can help. And let's 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 uh, support each other. Let's, keep, let's hold each other accountable. And so, you know, I started doing a little bit of health coaching there. Um, but what I found out later was that this doctor was doing detox incorrectly. So they were giving me IV chelation and chelating all of these metals and so basically all of these toxins are like flooding my body, but they weren't giving me a binder. They were giving me like weak binders like chlorella. And so we know that, you know, having activated charcoal, bentonite clay, things like that in the gut when you're detoxing is going to grab those toxins and, and bring them out in your stool. But for me, because they're giving me these weak binders and these really intense uh, detox protocols, it's basically just getting deeper into my brain. And I got Mad Hatter's disease from that. So my symptoms- yeah, that's a, I want to definitely that's old school terminology. Just use Hatter's disease. It's from all those people that were like making hats back in the right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I want to I want you to clarify that for a second, but I just want to share with the audience. So, you know, for those that you don't know, oftentimes if a doctor tells you you have to do IV chelation for heavy metals, it's not always necessary, and it can be too harsh, too quick. Yeah. Of a of a detox, which then relates to what he's talking about, where you don't have the, the things are released into your body, but then there's nothing to draw them out. And you, and Mitch was saying that, you know, chlorella, which is known as something that can is a little bit of a weak agent. Um, for everyone out there, I had heavy metals and I had high mercury, which was an arsenic, which was terrible. I used a product called Pecticlear, which is a combination of sodium alginate and modified citrus pectin. And I did it over five months along with the sauna and it really, really did the number. Um, but that was a more gentle collation. So now I know that sometimes people with high lead, they might be the, the prime candidate for IV collation, but you just got to be careful because it can be expensive. It can be uh, brutal. And also it's not always necessary. So that's what we're talking about here. So talk about uh, Mad Hatters. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't know that I had full blown Mad Hatter. That's kind of, I've worked with another doctor and I'll get to that here in a minute. And that's kind of what he told me was going on that he's like, the reason that you're not progressing like you should is because these toxins are redistributing deeper into your brain. And because you've got this blood brain uh, barrier injury, they're, they're readily going in there. 
Mm-hmm. And so now you not you have heavy metals and you've got this issue, but now they're going into your brain and they're causing these more neurological issues uh, associated with like anxiety and insomnia. Basically, that's kind of how it always manifested for me. Right. And that's just a note for everybody that if you're out there dealing with any of these symptoms, you know, listen, it could be a toxic buildup. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so then ahead. so then you're so then you realize you're like, all right, I mean, the, the collation's not going well. So then what? So I really am loving, so I'm, I'm running into issues with my, my, my family business. And so, you know, I was, I was very successful at what I did. I worked with some amazing, like really big clients like HBO and World of Warcraft, you know, t- uh, Target and lots of universities and, and all these great accounts. But uh, it, it just, it was so stressful to me, you know, being 25, 27 years old and working with people that are you know, double your age and the stress that comes along with that. I mean, I remember reading the book, The 12 Laws of Power, because I didn't understand all these power moves that these people are are pulling on me. And I'm like, oh, these people are like trying to push me around the room. And so there was always on top of the the relationship with my my family and I was getting strained and, and you know, just didn't, I started getting even worse because of that, because, and I realized I wasn't going to heal in that environment because I was making a little bit of progress on the sleep and the stress, but like I would get the Sunday scaries like, like nobody else. Um, I would be fine Friday and Saturday. I'd sleep all the way through the night, sleep good. As soon as Sunday came along, I knew I had to be at the office Monday morning. My heart would get in a like really tight. I'd get super stressed out and I, I couldn't sleep Monday through Friday. And so as I'm making these incremental changes, I realized that the stress in my life, something's got to go and I'm not going to heal in this environment. And I really started enjoying being a, a, a resource for these people that were that were also in there you know, dealing with Lyme and mold and other things as well. And so I start sharing this with a, a local chiropractor and, you know, he's all into the, He's a running uh, uh, ultra marathons and isn't into ketosis and, you know, doing the uh, brains, the was it nootropics and ketones. And he's just firing all cin- cylinders. And I was like, man, I really love that you get to do what you love every day and you get to help people. And like, I just, I want to do that. And uh, he got to, you know, telling me, he's like, Hey man, you know, you're a health coach. And I said, what is that? I don't even know what that is. And uh, he told me, he's like, listen, if you will go get your certification. Um, and I went to primal and got my certification. He's like, I'm gonna start sending you clients. And so that's all I needed to hear. Um, I was, we were going to open up a, uh, kind of a recovery business that never came to fruition, but, um, the, the health coaching took off and, and I love that. And I uh, started doing that, quit my job, uh, got my certification, started working with his clients, but there's like a, a period between that. So as I decided to leave this job, I mean, I, I knew that networking was, was how I've you know gotten business as a salesman. And so I go down to Ben Greenfield's going to be in Atlanta. And so I go down there to see him and just meet him and just, you know, shake hands and meet people and see what everybody's talking about and seeing how I can get into this new you know health and wellness space that I love so much. And, uh, you know, Dan Pompa was there and Joe Mercola. And are you familiar with Dan Pompa? I am. So, so Pompa gets up on stage, shares his story of, of, you know, overcoming, uh, I think his was heavy metals and how he'd help clients with similar situations as me. And nobody had ever described what I was going through. Uh, I mean, these other doctors, I mean, granted, they, they definitely helped me identify some of the, the issues I need to work on, but they never could figure out what's going on. I mean, they're thinking, Hey, you've got cancer, you've got um, all these, you know, chronic diseases they're coming up with. And it, it never felt like they knew exactly 
what I was dealing with, but this guy like described it to a T everything and him overcoming it and how his clients had overcome it. And uh, I'm like, just in tears, I'm here to like shake hands and meet people. And I am sobbing uncontrollably in the corner because this guy is like speaking the, the situation that I'm in right now. So I approach him after and I'm like, dude, you've got to work with me. And so we worked together for about a year after that and um, found out right off the bat, I was, I'd been doing ketosis for a while. I knew that I wanted to get into ketosis uh, for my brain, for the inflammation, for the uh, reduced oxidative stress and, you know, the energy and all this sleep, but I could never do it. Um, it's like, I would, I would do it for two weeks. I'd feel okay. Then I start feeling like shit. I would uh, not sleep well and my stress would get cranked up really high. Um, and what we found out as soon as we started testing my blood is that I had non-alcoholic fatty liver and I actually had type two diabetes. And so, you know, oh, and that's, uh, and by the way, that's just, you probably didn't look at, I guess, you know, sometimes yeah, this is sort of, it's, it's right. It's hidden. And it's, I, I was, I was, I wasn't diabetic, but I was pre-diabetic at an HbA1c at 5.7, all with working out all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah. a terrible day when you find out you're like, wait, what, you know? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Now he, he diagnosed, he said, you've probably got pre-diabetes, but now I'm working with a functional medicine doctor who I, I love. And she's like, Mitch, I think you had full blown, full blown diabetes. And it makes sense. I have to continually take care of my liver, but you know, he really started detoxing me correctly. Uh, we're going after the mold. We're going after the lime. We're going after the heavy metals very intensely. If you've ever, you know, the product that he uses is, uh, Oh, it's slipping me. The one that I use now is Vitality Drops. Um, I'm blanking on what he uses, but it was like DMSA mm -hmm. and uh, another chelating agent. And you take it every four hours. I mean, you're waking in the middle of the night to do it. Um, very, really, really intense. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. If you're going to do heavy metals, I mean, you. I've had people like Josh who introduced us. He's like, you know, maybe, maybe I need to do some heavy metals. I'm like, man, you better get a, you better get a urine challenge. You know, you better make sure mm -hmm. that you absolutely have got to have it because that is a hard road. It took me two or three years. Um, knowing what I know now, I think you could do that a little bit quicker and a little bit uh, less yeah. aggressively, but uh, you know, it certainly significantly got rid of all the metals. And I went from being on stage, or I went from, you know, standing up, asking questions about ketosis and eventually working with Dr. Papa one year to the next year going on stage and telling my story and showing uh, the results that we'd had. I mean, it, and it also took me as far as the diabetes stuff goes, it took me nine months of uh, lots of water fast. So I was doing three, I did four five, you know, five days, seven day water fast in a row before I actually broke through. So if you can imagine doing an extended fast without making ketones and only drinking water. I mean, it was a uh, white knuckle to the, yeah, to that's the brutal. And, uh, but when I broke through, that was like one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. It really, I really uh, started feeling better because of that. That's amazing. And so how are you now? All gone? I mean, that would, we turn another corner. So I get a lot better. I'm feeling awesome. I'm the, uh, I'm starting to get a lot of clients from this chiropractor and things are really going well. But what I found at that time is, you know, I'm really into keto. I'm really into fasting. And that's, it's not like today when it's like super popular. Um, there wasn't like a million products out there and everybody's talking about it. It was kind of a taboo thing almost, especially being here in, in the South. And so I would, I was in a small town and I would go to talk to doctors because I, I, I saw the value in, 
you know, I'd really loved working with this guy. He's doing functional medicine. And he knew that if these, these clients of his, if they're doing a, a nutrient dense anti-inflammatory diet and, you know, taking care of their body, then, then they're really going to be successful with their, with their treatment in his office. And so I thought that was going to be the same when I went to other doctors and just wasn't, you know, they just, they were standard American diet, six meals a day. And, you know, this keto and fasting thing, they associate it with, with, with ketoacidosis and would basically, I don't know about laugh, but, but escort me out of the office pretty quickly. And so I decided I'm going to go to a bigger city. I'm going to go, we moved to Durham, which is in the Raleigh Durham area uh, here in North Carolina. And, um, you know, right away started connecting with other doctors and, and they were like, welcome me in They're They're really excited to have me there. And we started, you know, working together and having these partnerships. But then I uh, am driving to see a client one day and I'm texting and driving. Don't do that. And I got hit by a dump truck. So my, oh, man. my car was totaled, uh, second TBI, uh, killed my dog. You know, I woke up in the hospital. I didn't even know what had happened. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, it was a, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. I mean, honestly, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me because, um, and I hear you talk about this a lot. Uh, well, I should say again, first day was really scary. I'm like shaking a lot of neurological issues. Didn't know what future was going to be like. It really scared me. Um, but my doc called my doctor. I tell him what's going on. Um, she goes, Mitch, you know what you got to do. And I'm like, what's that? She's like, you got to fast. So we got to get that inflammation out of your brain. Um, and so what I did was like a three day water fast and then five days of a fasting mimicking diet by day three, I had so much energy, like nobody could hold me down. Um, I was so excited to be alive. I, um, you know, I felt like I had a second chance. Yeah, and, then, and then, uh, and so, so fasting, it, it saved my life again for the second time. That's amazing. Also a great lesson for us. Again, don't text and drive. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I'm really glad that you survived it. Uh, wow. Second TBI. So traumatic brain injury is what that means for the people listening, if they're not aware and often keto, um, and doing an immediate fast in these kind of situations can really help because the brain would prefer ketones in this case when it's under trauma. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So what an awesome journey. I mean, I'm glad you got banged up along the way. <laughs> oh, we're, we're done, I still got more for you if you want it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. I did. I thought the story was ending. <laughs> so, so you're, so you're basically like on fire at the hospital after three days. You're like, all right, uh, fast is good. Yeah. Fasting. It felt great after fasting, but then I had really bad post-concussion syndrome um, for almost a year. And what that looked like for me was, um, my circadian rhythm was, was really off. I uh, couldn't, couldn't sleep very well. Um, I, I, uh, couldn't exercise more than like 15 minutes. You know, I was subjected to, to walking and to doing yoga. I would go to a, a yoga class with a bunch of 70 year old women and, and they would just crush me and I wouldn't sleep that night. If I exercised more than 10 or 20 minutes, I, I wouldn't sleep at night. It's like my nervous system couldn't quite handle it. But, um, and this is where I was talking about blessing in disguise and, and something I've heard you talk about is the mind body connection. So somebody handed me, uh, becoming supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Ah, oh, such so, a great book. Everybody get that book. Oh, amen. And I started getting into like Bruce Lipton and, and understanding how, you know, we are not our, we're not our genes that, you know, the environment signals the genes and our perception of the environment that we are in is what leads to dysfunctional DNA, just like toxins and traumas. So I, I realized that my thoughts uh, that, that I'd healed from 
uh, from Lyme that I'd healed from mold that I'd healed from another TBI. I had, a, had another one I was dealing with, but I hadn't healed from the thoughts. So I, I saw myself as, as a victim. And so, you know, what Joe's, Dr. Joe says, if you wake up every day and all you think about is your pain and your suffering and you think that life's got to be hard, then you're going to create more of that. And so that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I started realizing that I was living in fear, that I was in this protection mode, that I had to teach my body uh, what it felt like to be in a future where I healed my brain. And so I started focusing on uh, healing and, and doing these meditations that Joe does every morning for an hour and, and, and sometimes even more and slowly started to, to sleep a little bit better and uh, eventually found a program. Have you ever heard of DNRS? I have, but I, I can't recall where, or I don't know much about it. So for anybody listening, this, I, I'm doing this right now and it, uh, it saved my life. It's called dynamic neural retraining system. And so it's basically the same science that Joe is sharing, you know, thoughts that fire together, wire together, thoughts that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. Um, you know, the power that made the body can heal the body kind of stuff. And so it's, but it takes it into an application, like a, a daily uh, training, if you will. And so, you know, athletes like myself and, and you who have had these kind of protocols that we stuck to and we've seen uh, amazing benefits, it was perfect for me. So I could do my meditation in the morning. I could I could create the future that I want. I could feel, I could be in that future and I was manifesting it. But then during the day, I could do these. Uh, it's like, it's kind of like mental and emotional release. I'm learning more about that, but you're going into past memories that were like blissful and you, and you, you talk to your, your brain doesn't know the difference. Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between you know, describing a situation in your head or, or actually being there. And so if I can, if I can really visualize, you know, like um, meeting my wife for the first time and, and getting engaged and getting married and all these amazing feelings and the subconscious uh, communicates between uh, time and emotion. And, uh, and so if you can go to that time and you can feel that emotion, uh, science tells us that neuroscience tells us that that's where our brain is at. So it thinks I'm in that moment. So it's experiencing all these amazing emotions. And then my brain is firing uh, like I'm actually there. So I'm getting, you know, dopamine, oxytocin um, and, uh, you know, uh, endorphins and, and, and going away from like adrenaline, cortisol, norepinephrine and those kind of things. And then you can do uh, future future visualizations as well. And so I have been actively rewiring my brain. And as a result, you know, I'm always asking the universe, how can I help people more? And this is what I, I think everybody, we've all got, uh, you know, past trauma in our, in our, you know, maybe from when we were kids or when we were young and, you know, I can give somebody the perfect diet plan and, and they can go do it and they maybe they do it for a couple of months, but then they sabotage themselves because of these limiting beliefs that we have, you know, from our past. And so I really started diving into those limiting beliefs and 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 kind of reprogram my, my brain and then and then helping clients uh, do the same. Because what I would find if I didn't do the mindset with them in the beginning, before we went into any kind of um, nutritional change or, or physical change, then they're going to those old habits are going to creep back and, and sabotage us. So, you know, that was one of the biggest breakthroughs. I mean, I feel like my story, my journey, I'm constantly learning I'm, I'm constantly taking these uh, big hits for a lack of a better word so that I can, so I can help other people. And so that's like, you know, with the, with this most re recent head injury, the mindset was the most important thing for me. It continues to be that to today. And now I get to share that with other people as well. 
Yeah. So what Mitch is talking about when your brain doesn't know the difference between it happening in real time or not speaks to the concept of mental rehearsal where people have gone in, been hooked up to electrodes and all this, (laughs) this kind of stuff. And they are imagining themselves running a race. Let's say, let's say it's running. Yeah. They're imagining it. They're imagining feeling the muscles, the way they're working. And literally the muscles are firing just as if they're in the race, you know? And so again, because of that, it's a great exercise to do what you did. Feeling the feelings. You know, the other thing I always talk about too, we so forget all of the mercies and all of the great things that have happened to us. We're just looking for the next and complaining about the things that didn't work out. When's the last time, you know, you out there listening, sat there and thought about a happy memory, right? Like the moment you met your wife, right? The like regenerating the love and the sparklies in them, mm, you know, the good stuff in that, the first time you brought home a puppy, whatever, right? And people go, well, what's the point? Because that creates really good brain juice, right? It's, it's really good for our brain, our body and our psyche. And it's creating more of begetting more of those feelings. Cause we're focused on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. And, uh, you know, you were a, a big part in my uh, journey this past year, you know, when I was dealing with a lot of this post-concussion stuff and it's a lot better now I'm exercising again. I'm, I'm, my sleep is getting so much better. And, um, I, what I, what I related to to you with was the autoimmune stuff. So, you know, I was listening to, I think it was a podcast you and a friend did maybe last spring. Oh, was it Courtney Contos who got rid of her rheumatoid arthritis? That's it. That's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was my best friend from high school. Yeah. By the way, everyone check out chef Courtney Contos. She completely reversed, has no rheumatoid arthritis, was in a wheelchair for years, told she was screwed. That's the episode he's talking about. Absolutely. Fantastic episode. It really motivated me because it motivated me to go all in because I started understanding. I mean, my skin was breaking out really bad. And, um, you know, I, I felt like I was eating a really clean diet and I was. But, you know, there's certain foods that that us folks with autoimmune, um, it tends to be a little bit more sensitive to. Those are going to be things like, you know, eggs even, but nuts and milk and glutens and grains and, and stuff like that. And so, I was just kind of tiptoeing. I want to throw in nightshades, things high yeah. in histamines yeah. like cinnamon, paprika, other things like red colored seasonings. There's lots of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I had histamine intolerance. That was a nasty, fickle bitch. And um, yeah, I have a little bit of that too. And I still kind of do. So if I eat things too high in histamines, like uh, over several days, or if it's too much within a week, I will start to get little bumps. I get fatigued so bad that I can't get out of bed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like just, it was terrible. So I'd, I'd done like this. The way I got into it is I did this liver gallbladder flush, which is like a, you know, a mono diet. Um, it was, uh, you know, taking, taking meat out. It's like a, it's kind of like a fasting mimicking diet style. And I got all my skin cleared up in like a week. It was amazing. And so from there I went, okay, well now I'm going to do this carnivore thing. And so I did the carnivore for, you know, 30, actually I think I did it for three to six months. Saw really good benefits there, but then I, you know, I missed the food and I want to reintroduce things, but listening to your podcast motivated me to go for that full six months. And so now I know what foods are, are, are triggering. And as I do DNRS, this is the interesting thing. So as I do this DNRS, I'm practicing with food. I'm, I'm practicing with nightshades. I can't believe I, I left that one out earlier, but I'm getting now where I can actually put some, some, uh, seasoning, like some, uh, I've been doing like, it's like, uh, the pump, the primal palate or whatever um, seasonings. They're really good. And I've been doing the one that has uh, cumin and paprika. And, and oh, are we chili. talking about primal paleo powder? Yes. It's okay, uh, a yeah, palate. Just... Oh, okay. 
I love that. I also love paleo powders uh, as well. They are great seasonings and they do have an AIP one um, and some oh, other nice. stuff and FODMAP. Yeah. But okay. So go ahead. You're using some of the cumin and some other things. Yeah. And so now I'm getting to a point where this other, this on Sunday I had, um, I mean, this is literally in a couple of weeks I've been doing this um, with the, with the new food training and I've gotten, I put, uh, I put that seasoning on my ribs the other day. Didn't have any kind of skin breakout. Um, and so, and I, and I'm, and every day when I do my training, what I do is you do like an incremental challenge. So you, you smell something that maybe you couldn't have. I did his, I had a histamine reaction a couple of weeks ago. I did histamines. I've, I've gotten past that now. And so it's like, whenever I have a challenge, it's basically what I've learned is it's your limbic system. Your limbic system is in this overfiring, overprotective mode. And so like everything, when you're a hammer, a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? So uh, your body is is perceiving this environment of stress and fear. And so now all the, you know, the blood that's in my organs and my core is going out to my limbs. Uh, and so I can run and fight for my life because I'm in this, this chronic state of stress because my body thinks it's being attacked. And so by doing these rounds and, and incorporating the foods that I'm sensitive to prior to the, the round, if you will, I, I challenge myself with smelling it or tasting it. And then I do these, go into these emotions and teach my body, like everything's fine. It's all good. And, it, and it's just amazing how quickly, and that's what I'm learning about the subconscious. The subconscious mind can learn really quick. Yeah, it's really amazing. I, I agree with the work. You know, I try to mention it to all of my clients. It depends on how much time we're spending, what we're doing. It depends on if it's life coaching or health coaching. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the health coaching and the thyroid stuff, I always try to throw in like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? You know, like what are some things that you might be able to unpack? And I just want to also revisit. So Joe Dispenza is really amazing. Um, for, a lot of people don't know his original story and I'll just give a brief of it, but Joe Dispenza was first brought on the scene and featured in a movie called what the bleep do we know? And and his story is, is that he was a chiropractor and he was uh, uh, cycling in a like biathlon or triathlon or some kind of thing. And he got hit by a car going 50 miles an hour and it completely wrecked his entire system, screwed him up, all sorts of stuff. He's in the hospital. All of his doctor buddies are like, you have to get the surgery. You have to do this. You have to do that. You're never going to walk again if you don't do that. And Joe said, nope, I'm not doing any of it. He had this he had this sort of intro into, I know that I can rebuild my body with my mind. And he knew enough about physiology and anatomy and all that stuff to be able to do it. And he literally sat on a bed, he laid down for like three weeks. And every day he would go through what he knew, what was going on inside his body and using his mind to try to kind of rework it. And when he would get tripped up, he'd stop, he'd start all over again. And he just did this. And he was walking, I think, within like six weeks, totally normal. Right. Running again. Yes. Yeah, total miracle story. And then he, of course, got into all of this uh, really deeper and into rewiring one's brain. All of his books are really great. He also has some meditation CDs. Uh, I have all of them. They're really great. Um, and again, just his work is really incredible. If you don't want to buy his books, just Google Dr. Joe Dispenza interviews and, and take a look at some of the work that he's doing. It's really, really powerful and can absolutely help in healing. And again, you mentioned Bruce Lipton, another great resource for looking at, you know, the, the, the mind body connection. Absolutely. And so how great that you're able to unpack and do this work. And again, you know, one of one tragedy leads to another discovery leads to another discovery, then a backstep, then another discovery. And the truth is of your story, which is mine too, is that perseverance pays, doesn't it, Mitch? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see. It's almost like, you know, Joe talks about this in his work. 
it's almost like it's too good to, to be true. And it seems like it's not possible. You know, it, does, it seems like magic. It seems crazy talk. But the thing is, is like, what do you got to lose? Try it. Because I when I tried it, when people have said to me, you know, like create your own reality, but even back in, you know, what the bleep do we know? And uh, people might consider that to be debunked film, but there's a lot of really great nuggets from it. And the whole concept of creating your own reality, you think, well, I don't have any choice in this. And that seems crazy. And that seems otherworldly or, oh, that seems like a God thing. I don't believe in God. You know, there's all these objections, but if you actually try it, if you just try it, you see that it does work. And it, it's a mind blower. I know you feel the same way. It just blows your mind. You're like, wow, I'm sure you had this thought too. You're like, damn, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Wish I learned this stuff way long ago. Yeah. I mean, these these manifestations, these visualizations, um, it's almost like the beginning of every week right now. I am uh, you know, picturing out something I'm going to overcome that I didn't think was possible. And damn sure by the end of the week, I'm I'm looking back and I'm going, holy crap, I can't believe it happened. You know, and that's been getting off of medication that I was using to help me sleep. One of those actually was a uh, antihistamine. Uh, and that was, that's what caused all the histamine issues for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting off medications, there's a long period of time where I couldn't sleep with my wife, sleeping with my wife again, um, sleeping through the night. Um, and so now I'm, I'm getting to the end of, of kind of healing my body. And now it's, what's exciting is now I get to focus on, um, you know, being more creative in my business and growing that and reaching and helping more people and teaching people all of these, all of these tools that I felt along the way, you know, creating the program that I wish I had 10 years ago when I was dealing with all of this chronic disease and you nailed it. I mean, hell yeah. I wish I could have gone back and, and, uh, I wish I had me back then. I wish I had this course. Right. I, 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 I wish I had my new self back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I guess pressure makes diamonds and, uh, I, I I'm not, resentful for it. You know, I, um, I'm very thankful for it. I have a lot of gratitude. I say that every day in my, uh, in these meditations. I mean, thank you for these challenges. Thank you for, for putting this in front of me and, and making me think I you know, couldn't do it. I mean, that's one of my favorite visualizations is all the things that I thought I couldn't do, or somebody told me I couldn't do that I've overcome and, you know, beating a diagnosis that people think is, is not possible. And autoimmune's next. I'm going to, I'm going to beat that, that next. I'm, I'm really stoked. And I know I can do it. Absolutely. Uh, so, so such a great, such a great journey. And also so gra- glad to have you as part of the Primal Health Coach community. Everyone can go to primalhealthcoachinstitute.com if you're curious about the training program. Um, I am also a Primal Health Coach. Really wonderful story of healing. I'm so glad you f- you you figured it out. And it's so wonderful. And most of us as coaches suffered through something. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to a coach who never suffered, but I tell you what, when you do, we really do understand. <laughs> we really get it. We're going to cry with you. We understand because we know what it's like to be inoperable, to be just out of commission, to not to have complete days go by that are just wasted, sometimes years. And uh, it doesn't have to be that way. And both Mitch and I, if we, you know, could have gotten to these answers sooner, we would have dispelling them sooner. But it's just so nice to have you out there as a coach helping others. Tell us how can people benefit from your coaching? Tell us where to find you, how people can contact you after listening to this, who've got these issues and really need guidance. Yeah, totally. And I appreciate the opportunity. And it's uh, been so awesome to, to chat with you today. So uh, my website is MitchWeb.com. Uh, you can you can uh, reach out to me there. There's and two then, B's uh, in that, right? W-E-B-B. Yeah, yeah okay. M-I-T-C-H-W-E-B-B.com. And then uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's K. It's at K Mitch Webb. Awesome. Uh, what are some things you'd, anything else you'd like to leave our audience with? I mean, 
I think I think it's your God-given ability to heal. Um, I think that everybody deserves to be healthy and happy. And if you're not, you know, it's time to do some digging. And, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me was was hiring somebody who'd been there before, you know, just like Elle said, um, that, that had it, that it was, a, you know, acted as a guide that had a plan and, uh, you know, has been, you know, one of the things Dan Pomp always said is from pain to purpose. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I couldn't say it better myself. So, you know, if you're out there, you're struggling, reach out to somebody that can help. There's answers and, and you can absolutely get better. You can have whatever you want. You just got to focus on that. Absolutely. And also to, you know, coaches uh, like us or other primal health coaches or other people who have niche in functional coaching, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Courtney Conto, she's also a functional med coach as well as a mm-hmm. chef now helping people with RA and other things. Um, you know, in, in, in moving forward down that line, it's very helpful to have one while you're working with a doctor. You know, I mean, if you have a functional doctor and you're spending a lot of time with them, but it's also nice to follow up. Sometimes if you're working with a general practitioner, you will want to get a coach who knows a little bit more and can kind of guide you or steer you to get some of your own blood work or help you in the direction of finding a better doctor if you need to. Some of this stuff can really be done on, on your own too. Um, and so just really beneficial to get a coach along your journey. Um, and it's especially because we just, we know how it is and you're going to get the empathy and we're in your corner, right? You know, I mean, this is what you want from everyone who comes to you is for them to get better because you know how it is, right? And it's so not worth living life that way. It's just such a shitty existence. So I'm just so glad you're better and what an incredible story. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, man. It's been my pleasure. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30-month, or adding to your Primal-approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. Be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sautéing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout.